Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In today's show, we'll be discussing the latest Bitcoin technical analysis as we just broke out, reaching an annual high, and also traders confirm a target of up to $48,000. I'll be breaking this down for you. And quoting the high priest of Bitcoin, Max Kaiser, Bitcoin demonetizes war, violence, and hate with unconfiscatable property that obviates and disintermediates the need for coercion of any kind. Preach. Also, this just in, MicroStrategy bought 155 more Bitcoin for $5.3 million. MicroStrategy now holds 158,400 BTC worth over $5.4 billion, meaning Michael Saylor's company is now almost a billion dollars in profit. Let's go. Also in today's show, Arthur Hayes issues a warning on U.S. banking system, says Bitcoin loves one of the possible outcomes of a banking crisis. I'll be breaking this down for you as well as prosecutors say that Sam Bankman-Fried is guilty beyond a reasonable doubt in the closing statements as the trial has wrapped up. I'll be sharing the latest updates. We'll also be discussing how soon can Bitcoin hit 150000 because another major asset manager, Bernstein, who has over a half a trillion in assets under management, is anticipating this $150,000 price target. I'll be breaking down their timeline. We're also going to be discussing BlackRock's Bitcoin ETF might have the trading support of heavy Heavyweights like Jane Street Jump and Vertu, and quoting Samson Mao, don't be surprised when Bitcoin goes to $1 million post-spot Bitcoin ETF approval. The market cap doesn't increase linearly. There is a multiplier effect. I'll be breaking down the math of how the Bitcoin price is likely to rise to $1 million per coin after the approval of the spot ETF. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this plus so much more in today's show. Yo, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience with video, visit my YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Welcome, fam. Anyways, without further ado, let's now kick off with our market watch as we do each and every day. We can see checking out Coin360 here. Bitcoin's currently trading at around 34800 after reaching a local high of almost 36,000 late last night, we still have Ether and all the major cryptos also still in the green. And as they say, when in doubt, zoom out. Let's look at the one month chart. Holy moly, Bitcoin up 26%. Not too 
shabby. And keep in mind, we just entered Moonvember and we just ended October. And October absolutely did not disappoint. You can see massive gains in the entire crypto market. And checking out coinmarketcap.com, the current crypto market cap sits above 1.3 trillion. So we're back on the rise. Look at that volume up 56% in the past 24 hours. Bitcoin dominance currently 52.8% with the Ether dominance at 16.9%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers of the past 24 hours. We got PancakeSwap up 29%. We have Uniswap up 11%. And Decentraland up roughly 11%. And checking out Crypto Bubbles, we can see the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week, including Mana, Uni, Ave, just overall massive gains. And checking out for the one month, you can see even bigger gains. The more you zoom out, the bigger the gains. It's been bullish in the entire crypto market for the past month, which is a good sign. And checking out the market cap plus the week, we can see Bitcoin is still up, Ethereum is still up, and overall, we have some pretty big gainers. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, we are back in greed with a 72. Yesterday was a 66, last week a 71, and last month a 50, which is neutral. Now let's dive into today's Bitcoin technical analysis. Check out the charts with the Bitcoin price action is likely to go next. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. That's right. Bitcoin jumped to new 18-month highs. But holding its latest support is now a key to avoiding a breakdown. Here you're looking at the Bitcoin one-week candle chart. Now, data from Cointelegraph and TradingView showed Bitcoin gaining uh, their gains continuing into the day for November 2nd, with Bitcoin hitting almost 36. It was 35,970 on Bitstamp after the daily close, the highest level since May of 2022, and beating last month's local peak, which you gotta love. Now, returning to the test, the metal of 35 5,000 of support. Bitcoin is on the radar of market participants, some of whom are not discounting the possibility of a new Bitcoin price dip. In his latest update, we have Mark Cullen suggesting 35,000 was the significant line in the sand to defend, quoting the analyst here. Now the Bitcoin range has broken. It's a little simpler. Either hold and push on up or break down, and we likely lose the major Bitcoin uptrend for the short term, referring to the past week's comparatively sideways trading landscape. Cullen also added the Bitcoin would need to close the four-hour candle below the $35,000 mark to flip the mood, quoting him again. No reason to be bearish until Bitcoin close and four-hour back below $35,000. A dip back to test is fine and likely a BTFD opportunity. That's right. Buy that freaking dip. You already know. You know what I mean? So yeah, now let's discuss the next targets from other traders. We have Credible Crypto who tweeted, there is a breakout, something like this to wipe out some of the late longers real quick, would not surprise me. A quick dump down into demand, late longers flush, plus the fresh bears pile into the demand, higher price printed, run it back and into a real pump. Well, there you have it. Uh, Credible Crypto is very bullish. We also have him sharing that the shorts shorting into support with bid stacked waiting is usually a recipe for the price 
price squeeze to revert back to the upside. So we shall see. Now all eyes on 48,000. So let's break down this next target. We all know 20,000 was a popular choice and strongly contrasts with the popular bullish consensus level of 40,000, which others say is only a matter of time. We have popular trader Jelly shared the outlook calls for Bitcoin to go even higher and analyzing on the longer time frames. Uh, Jelly spied a breakout suggesting a target closer to 50,000 right in alignment with Credible Crypto. He called 48,000. I covered this two episodes ago. He said by the second week of November, expect a 48,000 Bitcoin price. Now, if we're to keep pumping in that manner, that means we're going up another 12,000 from the local price action. As Jelly shares here, this Bitcoin bullish megaphone pattern has a target of around 48,000. It broke out last week. Let's roll. We're seeing a strong start to quarter four as expected, but I do expect momentum to slowly fade in about two to three weeks. Also shared here, the fight to break 48,000 may take some time. The bull market really gets moving after the halving, which we all know is around the corner scheduled to take place sometime in April, which is roughly five and a half months out. Quoting the high priest of Bitcoin, Max Kaiser, Bitcoin demonetizes war, violence, and hate with unconfiscated property that obviates and disintermediates the need for coercion of any kind. Preach. That's why it is the king crypto. And yeah, I mean, it's the king, obviously, for a reason. And how many of you have been seized in the moment, taking advantage of these price actions? It's still a two-for-one crypto sale. If you look at it this way, Bitcoin's still more than 50% at a discount from the top of 69000 which we hit November of 2021. Michael Saylor's buying. Now let's break down our next story of the day, MicroStrategy continues smash buying that BTC. You know what I mean? So shout out to uh, the one and only Giga Chad, Michael Saylor. So yeah, as I shared here, MicroStrategy bought 155 more Bitcoin for 5.3 million bucks and now holds 158,400 Bitcoin worth 5.4 billion ultimately meaning they're roughly a billion dollars in the green. So well done, Michael Saylor. We're only just getting started. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. So that's right. The business intelligence firm MicroStrategy, which was the first publicly traded company to put Bitcoin on the balance sheet, notched a paper gain of 900 million, almost a billy, on its stack of 158,400 BTC, spurred by optimism over the potential approval of the spot Bitcoin ETFs. Michael Saylor founded the firm, uh, he added 6,000 Bitcoin since the third quarter, including another 155 in October, according to MicroStrategy's November 1st results filing, quoting Michael Saylor here on X. In October, MicroStrategy acquired an additional 155 BTC for 5.3 million and now holds 158,400 BTC. And uh, yeah, please join us to discuss our quarter three financial results and answer questions. Obviously, they are uh, experiencing this bullish momentum, well-deserved, well-played. 
And MicroStrategy CEO Feng Li said the firm isn't shying away from his Bitcoin strategy anytime soon. Quitting him here, our commitment to acquire and hold Bitcoin remains strong, especially with the promising backdrop of potential increased institutional adoption. Now the firm's revenue increased 3% year on year to almost $130 million over the quarter. However, it wasn't enough to keep the firm out of the red, recording to a net loss of $143 million. And while the Bitcoin price surged as of late, Bitcoin fell 11% from $30,000 back down to $26,000 during the third quarter. MicroStrategy capitalized on the downward period, buying up $6,000 BTC for the average price of $27,590. MicroStrategy is also confident in where its artificial intelligence integrated business analytics products are situated with its software licenses and subscription services increasing 16 to 28% year over year. That's right. AI is probably the most craziest uh, market to be in right now as far as adoption, growing even faster than crypto fam. Quitting him here, we believe MicroStrategy is well situated to capitalize on both the tailwinds in Bitcoin and growth in our uh, AI business. So there you have it. I mean, bullishness is just getting started. But good stuff. Let's dive into our next story of the day and discuss the ongoing banking crisis in which Arthur Hayes says is bullish for Bitcoin and something you need to be aware of. The BitMEX co-founder Arthur Hayes says Bitcoin can benefit from the potential crisis in the U.S. banking system, just like we witnessed at the beginning of the year. How did Bitcoin react to the bank runs? Pretty damn positively, right? And according to Hayes, the U.S. banking crisis is back with manufacturers and traders bank being one of the banks likely to face insolvency issues due to their high exposure to commercial real estate in its loans portfolio. As he shares here, CRE loans are 34% of the total loan book. A 20% loss on CRE loans would wipe out 36% of the total equity capital, and then they would breach capital adequacy ratios and require a bailout. M&T is the 20th largest bank in the U.S., uh-oh, the market smells weakness and shall punish. Guess we need more free money from the U.S. government to bail out the insolvent banking system. Another reason to turn that money printer on, right? Bitcoin loves this. Hayes also says that the rising yields on the 10-year uh, U.S. Treasury bond will place more stress on the U.S. banking system. Facts. And this could further benefit Bitcoin as it will force the Federal Reserve to print to bail out the banks. And we all know what happens to Bitcoin price action when the money printer continue to go just saying. And according to Hayes, the actions of the world's second and third largest economies are contributing to the rising U.S. Treasury bond yields. Quitting him again, putting aside the Hamas versus Israel two-sided tragedy, the action to watch is over in North East Asia. Both China and Japan are committed to weakening their currencies and it'll lead to disaster for U.S. Treasury bond hodlers, aka the Muppets. And at the Japanese yuan weakens, uh, the 10-year U.S. Treasury bonds will rise. Japan can manage the speed of the devaluation by selling down its holdings of treasuries, which is putting upward pressure on the yields. And if Japan weakens, China must as well compete for the global exports. Chinese yuan is approximately 10% overvalued versus the Japanese yen based on historical recent trends. The UN is strong and that's why capital is fleeing to China because the UN can buy a lot more than it should when viewed against monetary fundamentals. Now China is managing the speed of the UN weakening by selling US treasuries as well. China also has a fat stack of dog-ish bonds to liquidate which puts upwards pressure 
on the yields. So there you have it. You have been warned. Only keep in the bank what you can afford to lose at the end of the day, just in case there is another bank run. You know what I mean? As USD is the ultimate ish coin. I truly do believe that. Let's break down our next story of the day. We discuss, we discussed the banking crisis. Now, as of yesterday, the ongoing court trial with Sam Bankman-Fried has officially finished up. They put in their closing arguments, and here's the latest updates of what's happening with the trial. Hopefully, we get a verdict here shortly. The prosecutors in the FTX fraud trial say the disgraced SBF is guilty beyond a reasonable doubt following his testimony in court. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. And he was all addied up on Adderall to even testify, which makes it that much more hilarious. In new court transcripts reported by the Inner City Press, Assistant Attorney of the U.S. Nicholas Roos addressed the jury and argued that Bankman Free is guilty on every single one of the seven charges. Quoting him here, the core dispute here is whether the defendant knew that taking the money was wrong. He knew it. He did it anyway. He thought he was smarter and could walk away out of it. But today with you, that ends. And according to Ruse, Bankman Free's testimony was filled with lies and convenient omissions. Quoting him again, did you notice how he evaded with the layout of Alameda and an Air in, uh, Airbnb or why he chose the Miami Heat Arena to name? But how was he on cross-examination? He couldn't remember a single detail. It was uncomfortable. 140 times he asked for terms to be defined, terms he had already used. He tried to tell a story to exclude himself from the fraud. That was a lie. And over three days, he took the stand and he lied. You got to ignore all of the evidence to believe Bankman Freed. Ruse goes on to say that believe in Bankman Freed is innocent, requires a suspension of disbelief. Quoting him again, you'd have to ignore the three cooperating witnesses, the spreadsheets, the lies. You have to believe that the defendant from MIT was clueless. You know it's not true. You have heard his co-conspirators and saw the secret documents. The defendant is guilty beyond a reasonable doubt on each and every one of these charges. We'll talk about the defense arguments, all right? What happened? What does the evidence show? He took money and crypto from customers. Preach. Bankman Freed is accused of mishandling billions of dollars worth of customer money, as well as defrauding investors when he allegedly masterminded a plot to move funds from the crypto exchange to its sister firm, Alameda Research, to make the high-risk bets that clearly failed. If convicted of the charges, Bankman Freed faces decades multiple in prison. I heard rumors almost as much as 100 years in prison if he is found guilty in all seven counts of fraud. How do you think this is likely to play out for SBF? Let me know, fam. All right, let's dive into our next story of the day. We still got a lot to cover. Here's a $150,000 Bitcoin price target from a major asset manager by the name of Bernstein. Investment research firm Bernstein predicts Bitcoin can soar to $150,000 within the next two years. I'd say that's extremely conservative, but hey, still, six figures, baby, send it. According to the CNBC report, Bernstein analysts said in a research note, the Bitcoin's predicted surge would be due to the optimism surrounding the spot Bitcoin ETF. He also revealed that Bernstein expects the United States SEC to approve one or more proposals for the spot Bitcoin ETF by the first quarter of 2024. We know there's a big deadline, January 10th for ARC21, Kathy Wood's company for her ETF, and also other deadlines coming up. Now, currently, about eight 
to 10 traditional finance giants, including the world's largest asset manager, BlackRock, also Kathy Wood's ARK Invest. We have VanEck, Galaxy Digital, Wisdom Tree, and Fidelity Investments, which has $4.5 trillion in assets under management. We add all of this up. It's probably close to $20 trillion, fam. Having pending apps with the SEC, the investment research company expects the ETF approval would lead to roughly 10% of Bitcoin circulating supply going towards the ETF. Now, Grayscale's Bitcoin trust already holds roughly 3% of the available Bitcoin supply, currently with over 600,000 Bitcoin on their balance sheet. Quoting them here, you may not like Bitcoin as much as we do, but a dispassionate view of Bitcoin as a commodity suggests a turn of the cycle. A good idea is only as good as its timing. The SEC approved ETFs by the world's top asset managers seems imminent. That's right. That means it's inevitable. It's coming and only a matter of time. Furthermore, the Bernstein analyst stated that the upcoming Bitcoin halving event scheduled for April 2024 would wash out losing miners and pave the way for survivors to record massive gains. During the Bitcoin halving event, the miner rewards per block get slashed by 50%. The mechanism is scheduled to occur every four years to reduce the amount of Bitcoin produced daily, which could in turn increase the crypto assets value due to simple economic supply demand loss. That's right. Basic stock to flow. Bitcoin's estimated price for 2025 is about five times its current, over 35,000, and more than twice its all-time high of 69,000 from November of 2021. So since Bitcoin hit that 35,000 level, several industry participants have forecasted the crypto's price target in the coming months, including prominent analyst Mikhail Vendee Pop, who recently predicted the Bitcoin price to rise to $50,000 per coin before the halving of 2024. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the analysts that we can potentially rise to 58,000 leading up to the Bitcoin halving of 2024. And now let's break down our featured story of the day and discuss this $1 million Bitcoin price prediction and the latest news from BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager, along with their ETF approval from the SEC. Here's the latest and greatest surrounding BlackRock just in. Some of the world's largest market-making firms are in the mix to potentially provide liquidity for BlackRock's eagerly awaited Bitcoin ETF. If the regulators approve the product, which we all know is inevitable, right? According to a person with knowledge on the matter, trading giants on Wall Street, including Jane Street. That's actually where I believe Bankman Freed and Caroline Ellison first met, right? Now, Virtu Financial and Jump Trading and Hudson River Trading have held talks with BlackRock about a market maker role, according to BlackRock slide deck reviewed by the person familiar with the matter. BlackRock, Jane Street, Virtu, and Jump declined to comment. Hudson River Trading, also known as HRT, didn't respond to the request for comment. Now, the U.S. regulatory crackdown on crypto this year seeming reaction to the FTX implosion of other scandals, including FTX, we had Terra Luna, etc., has persuaded some U.S. firms to curtail their activity in the space. Bloomberg reported earlier in May that Jane Street and Jump had curtailed their crypto trading amid the crackdown, assuming the U.S. SEC approves some or all of the dozen or so apps for the Bitcoin ETFs, including the infamous one from BlackRock, the $10 trillion asset manager that would open a new pathway for U.S.-based firms to get a piece of the action in crypto in a way that plays to their conventional strengths. Now, being a market maker for ETFs, which trade on exchanges like stocks, requires a level of sophistication and automation that only a relatively few companies can achieve. Market makers are vital to the ETFs. They're responsible for creating and redeeming the new shares of an ETF, a role designed to keep its price tethered to the price implied by the value of the ETF holdings. Now, one of the 
best examples of why such a create and redeem structure is so important actually comes from crypto. Grayscale Investments offers a product called the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, better known as GBTC, whose price has, over the past few years, wandered dramatically far from the billions of dollars worth of Bitcoin that it owns, currently with over 600,000 BTC on their balance sheet. And unlike an ETF, shares of this trust cannot be redeemed for Bitcoin. Now, Grayscale has applied to convert their GBTC into an ETF, and all eyes are currently on this conversion, as this would be massive. Grayscale's initial app for the conversion was rejected by the SEC. However, the court in August actually ruled in their favor. The SEC decided in October not to appeal that ruling, another massive victory for crypto, a move widely seen as boosting the odds that the Bitcoin ETF will become a reality in the United States. You're damn right. And quoting Samson Mao, check out this prediction. Do not be surprised when Bitcoin goes to a million dollars per coin post-spot ETF approval. The market cap doesn't increase linearly. For example, a $1 Bitcoin buy doesn't make the market go up by $1. There is a multiplier effect. Let me know if you agree or disagree with Samson Mao. He's doing fantastic work out there with Bitcoin adoption. I know also in El Salvador, as well as in Mexico, trying to make Bitcoin a legal tender, doing his damn thing. And as Luke Mikic pointed out here, he says Samson Mao is 100% correct, and he breaks down the math to prove it. When most people calculate how much capital needs to flow into Bitcoin to push it to a million, they assume we need 21 trillion of capital inflows. This is wrong because it ignores the Bitcoin multiplier effect. So let's break down the multiplier effect for Bitcoin, because according to this scenario, assuming all 21 million Bitcoin are available for sale, we could be seeing a $952,000 Bitcoin price action. But here's the math. Here's how it all works. Most Bitcoin mass calculations assume all the 21 million Bitcoin is available for sale. Obviously, this is not true. Over 78% of the total Bitcoin supply hasn't moved in the past year. It's even higher now. And that amount is growing year over year. Charts don't lie. The HODL waves shows a similar dynamic, highlighting the HODLers are not selling or even moving their coins. Where are my long-term HODLers at? Now, both of these metrics highlight how and why Bitcoin is so volatile to the upside and to the downside. And as Michael Saylor once said, volatility equals price force. Yeah, you know I mean, I believe that. Now, check this out. The Bitcoin price is largely impacted by what happens in the three to five million Bitcoin that is considered liquid. Here's where the Bitcoin multiplier effect comes in. Check this out. Between 2018 and 2023, for every $1 that attempted to buy Bitcoin, it increased the market cap by an average of 2.6x. Now, let's run some simple grade 11 math with our multiplier effect to see how much capital inflows we require to reach a $1 million Bitcoin price action. Check this out. Using the 3x multiplier, we can see we only need to see $8 trillion of capital attempting to flow into Bitcoin to reach a $1 million per coin. $8 trillion is nothing. Just BlackRock alone has more money than that. Gold has a $12 trillion market cap. Let that sink in. But forget gold for the moment. What portion of the $900 trillion global economy can Bitcoin capture? That is the million dollar question, right? There is hundreds of trillions of capital currently looking for a safe home in the midst of the global banking crisis. How much of that capital would love to flow into Swiss bank account and cyberspace protected by math and encryption with no counterparty risk? What happens when a small percentage of those one hundreds of trillions try to buy Bitcoin at that time that it's becoming more and more scarce? 
by the day. Understanding this multiplier effect highlights that maybe $1 million in 90 days isn't as outlandish as most people think. Referring to the Balaji prediction, who is the former CTO of Coinbase, who made that prediction earlier in the year. Now, more interestingly, there are 5,000 billionaires in the world. Wow, I didn't know we had that many. But only 2.3 million Bitcoin on the exchanges. An update, this was from a few months back. There's now approximately between 1.6 and 1.8 million on the exchanges, even more of a supply shock. Now, what happens to the multiplier effect when 15 of those billionaires also want 150,000 Bitcoin, just like Michael Saylor? Isn't that an excellent question? And if you prefer the video content of this multiplier effect with this analyst, Luke, check it out. I'll include it in the show notes below the video in the description. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in our live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. HODL.